Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast is supported by patrons on Patreon. To find out more or to add your support for as little as a dollar a month, visit patreon.com slash manowaker. Welcome to Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast. I'm C.B. Drogi. This week, Stars You Never Could See by Eric Gumini. Parker Peterson and Marianne Holmes had, like so many others, felt a need to actually see the supermassive extradimensional black hole that would soon be killing them. After all, They'd made it through the panicking and the rioting and the ugly crying until they were dehydrated. They'd thought long and talked hard and resigned themselves to Earth's impending erasure from existence. The least the universe could do now was make it worth their while. The universe, for its part, seemed to agree. Microwaving some popcorn and unbarricading the door, Parker and Marianne were greeted by a sight to end all sights. Literally. Taking up most of the western sky, the pitch-black singularity, the empty heart of the black hole, was ringed by swirling, admiral-blue tendrils of interdimensional radiation. Crackling and effervescent like a neon sign, a kaleidoscope of stars caught in their wake. Add in some reds and oranges from the occasional floating city paying the price for its hubris and the eminent end of everything may as well have been a Van Gogh painting, albeit from his oft-forgotten doomsayer period. Sitting down on the rickety wooden steps of Parker's apartment, barefoot and cold, the two twenty-somethings were struck appropriately dumb by the sheer magnificence of nature, by the awesomeness of science bearing down on them. They were frozen, mouths open, popcorn not quite there. Facing, for the first time and absolutely without question, the vastness of the universe and their own infinitesimally paltry insignificance, the couple couldn't help but feel something stir within their very souls. And then, after that got boring, their pants. Letting the popcorn fall and spill across the sidewalk, Marianne and Parker hurled their bodies together, hands in air, on hips, between thighs, their mouths never separating, fueled by adrenaline and abandon, by fear and the all caps the end, the two women were going to make sure that this particular encounter was something special. This, after all, was no mere hookup, no last gasp Hail Mary, no, this, though neither of them was entirely sure about it yet, was true love, which is precisely why what happened next happened next. With a brilliant flash and the horrendous crashing sound of physics breaking in half, a flying saucer, shiny silver and lined with blinking lights like something out of a 1950s B-movie, appeared over the street before the young lovers, hovering twenty feet above the pavement. "'What the hell?' inquired Marianne, gawking at the ship. Within a matter of moments, the air directly in front of the couple fizzled and popped, then settled down again in the shape of two aliens. They were short and green, with heads like upside-down scrotums. Their species didn't appear to have discovered clothes yet. Or genitalia. Yo, said the first one, 
holding something that looked like a mobile phone up to something that looked like a throat. You guys want to live or what? asked the second, doing the same. What? parroted Parker. Do you want to live? The alien removed the translation contraption and grumbled something unintelligible, though obviously insulting, to its partner. What my friend here is trying to say, said the first alien, shooting the other one a look, is that we are a little pressed for time, all right? I mean, you guys are aware of the scientifically impossible singularity gobbling up your atmosphere, right? We are, replied the short-haired woman. That somehow is the only part of this that makes sense, added Marianne. Well, okay, good. Then let's start there. Your planet is screwed. Screwed. As such, someone sent out a distress beacon. Our fleet found it, and now we're here to rescue you. And by you, we mean you, too, specifically. I'm confused, said Parker. Yeah, no shit, said the second alien. Thankfully, we're not here for your brains. And come on, said the first one, then turning back to the humans. Okay, let's try this again. I'm Fur, and this is my partner, Ken. We're from the planet... Well, it doesn't have a great translation into Earth consonants, but for the sake of argument, you can call it... Our planet, and again, this isn't a direct equivalence, is powered by love. Young, untarnished love. Powered by? asked Parker. Like batteries? asked Marianne. Yes, Fur hesitantly agreed. But not like you're thinking, I promise. You're not plugged into anything or shoved inside of something. We're nowhere near as primitive as your outdated human prisons, grumbled Ken. So then what, asked the short-haired human female, like zoos? And you siphon off our feelings, asked the long-haired one. More like a wilderness preserve, said Fur, raising its knee, the equivalent of a shrug. Lots of room, lots of privacy. Huh. It's not as bad as you're making it sound, said the alien. Besides, Ken pointed a thumb-like appendage toward the swirling vortex of annihilation over its shoulder. That's an excellent point, said Parker, putting her hands on her knees and getting up from the stairs. You in? she asked her girlfriend, holding out a hand. Are you kidding me? she said, grabbing it and pulling herself up. I worked retail. Let's get the hell off this crap hole planet. This has been Stars You Never Could See, written by Eric Gumini. For more information about Manowaker Studios' other projects, including books and games, visit manowaker.com, which is also where you should go to learn more about the authors featured on this podcast or to get details about submitting a story. The Flash Fiction Podcast theme song is by Kevin McLeod. Manowaker Studios' director of Dice is Ben Baston. I'm CB Drogi. You can follow me on Twitter and Facebook at CBDROEGE. Thanks for listening. On the next installment of Manowaker Studios' Flash Fiction Podcast, I'm Arthur P. Daly, owner and president of Large Art Movers. They call me Large Art, and I move Large Art, and that's why I come here to church to praise the Lord.